This is Brian Hill, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Friday, so we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. And that's The Raven. All week we've been celebrating 175 years of Edgar Allan Poe's classic poem and we've looked at uh, you know different instances in pop culture of it we've looked a little bit at the history of it and everything but what about the poem itself so i thought today we i'd read the poem and we'd talk a little bit about it as it as it went on because i i learned i found out that a lot of people know the poem but they don't know like the actual words of it and stuff so uh yeah here we go once upon a midnight jury, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. "'Only this, and nothing more.' Ah, uh, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor." Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly ha I had sought to borrow from the book's surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant medium whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. So there, we set everything up. Um, it's in the middle of the night. Our narrator, our speaker is tired, just sitting there reading over old books, trying to get his mind distracted because middle of December, you know, especially like up north and things, when you get like the snow, especially back then, this is like the 1840s and stuff, 1850s, during that time, you didn't have electricity, so it was just, it was bleak and dark and eerily quiet. There's a thing about like when snow falls, you know, everything is just quiet. And I mean, it's because snow, you know, it dampens the sound that travels and everything, but this is something people can relate to. And I have I have some theories about this that you know he's middle of the night and he's reading these ancient books and stuff uh because Lenore is gone she's with the angels now but wonder if maybe there's not a little like necromancy here like he's trying to figure a way to bring her back through these ancient tomes I don't I don't know let's go on and the silken sad uncertain rustling of each purple curtain Thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, this is it, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. "'Sir,' said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore, but the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door, darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wandering, fearing, downing, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this and nothing more. So now things are starting to get kind of creepy. You know, he he hear, he's heard this rapping 
and he goes out and there's nothing there. You know, he's like, hey, I'm sorry, I, I was asleep. But we know that he wasn't asleep, uh, just had to work up the courage to go to the door and open it, and there's nothing there. And there's this echo, you know, he calls for Lenore, he's asking if Lenore's there. So that gives a little more credence to, you know, if he's trying to bring somebody back, and he talks about the rustling of the purple curtains. Well, if you're, I mean, if movies have taught us anything, and... That's, you know, where everybody gets their knowledge from. Um, you know, like when there's mystic stuff, like the, the wind blows and so curtains are going to be moving and strange things are going to happen. And there's this echo, you know, saying Lenore back to him. Now, in the poem, he, when he whispers the word, it's a question. Lenore? It's a question. And then when it's murmured back, it's with an exclamation. So, I don't know. Uh, who knows? So, here we go. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping, somewhere louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what there it is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven, of the saintly days of yore, not the least obeseness, ob yes, that's a weird word, made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but within mine of lord and lady, perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bus of pallets just above my chamber door, perched and set, and nothing more. So now, you know, he heard something at the door, and now it's at the window, so things are kind of moving around, and he goes, opens the window, he thinks it's just the wind, and then this raven flies in. And if you remember... Uh, our show, Thursday's show, we talked about how ravens are twice the size of crows. So they're big. This big thing flew in the window. And he's just kind of chill with it. Um, it's, yeah. And if you're wondering the, the that weird word, the obeisance, obeisance is uh mean like when you take a bow or something so this raven's just coming here owning the place which is i don't know it kind of the fact that the guy's not just freaking out i have a thing i'm afraid of birds so that would that would be weird to me but who knows then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, are sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore, quote the raven, nevermore. So, the night's plutonian shore, that's hell, Hades, uh, you know, different, that's the Roman version of it. So, in his mind, this bird was sent from hell. Uh, and that's, you know, earlier he thought that Lenore's with the angels, but now maybe if it's coming from hell, who, who knows, um, who knows what's going on? Like, and he's still just chill with it. I don't, I don't understand. Much I marvel this ungainly foul to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. Bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door with such a name as nevermore. But the raven, 
sitting lonely on the placid bus, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered. Other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, nevermore. So, he, here, hopes is capitalized, um, meaning it's a proper name. That's got to be Lenore, right? You know, he's talking about how Lenore left him, so hope, when she left, hope left. But, the, you know, this raven will be gone. It'll be cool, uh, even though it's just chilling. It, you know, he, he's confident it's going to be gone by tomorrow. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock in store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door, then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungrainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. So at this point, he's just pulling a chair up to have a chat with this raven. He's like, all right, you know, you're here. Uh, I, I think this part, this part always kind of gives me a Dr. Seuss vibe in Green Eggs and Ham, you know, where he's like, I pulled it in front of a bird and on a bus, on a door, and it just keeps going and going. You know, I will not eat, eat them in a car, in a jar, on a train, in a plane, blah, blah. And that's, I always, so I always kind of laugh at that part. But so he's sitting down, he's going to get to the bottom of this because is the bird like this because it comes from hell or because it just had a really bad owner who taught him like this? Who, who knows? This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she so pressed, ah, uh, nevermore. Then, methought, the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor, Wretch, I cried, that God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee, respite, respite, and nepenthe from th thy memories of Lenore, quaff, O oh, quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this loss Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent, or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, me, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Jalad? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. So, here we get into some more biblical stuff, like talking about the balm uh, in Gilead. That was a Bible verse, and it's just like kind of how we use balm now, like healing. It, it gets deeper than that, but just for the sake of time, we're going to use it as that. And here it goes again, you know, were you evil, were you sent from the devil, or were angels, did God send you to tell me everything's going to be fine, like, don't worry about it. Which, like, sub 
theory is that maybe this dude was responsible somewhere for her death. I don't, I don't know. But let's see how it, how it wraps up. Um, be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked up starting. Get thee back into the tempest and the ninth plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bus above my door. Take thy beak from out of my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quote the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of palace just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. So that's, that's how it ends. That's how it goes. And if he's not trying to summon the dead, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, because, you know, he, he's reading these ancient tomes that we talked about. And now his soul his soul is lost on the ground as well under the raven. So is he like making a deal with the raven? You know, his soul for Lenore's? Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot going on here. And the poem, that's what's awesome about poetry is it can be interpreted and guessed at in a whole lot of different ways. Uh, and this is just some of the things I think about when I've read this poem. Let me know, though, what are some of your thoughts on the raven? Do you think it has, like, some weird, creepy alternate meaning? Or is it just, hey, there's this bird, and this dude's talking to a bird? Let me know in the comments below, here on SoundCloud, or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. Follow me on Twitch at Night Nerd Podcast. And as always, we're on Patreon at The Night Nerd. If you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, feel free to email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.